Davis, rookie on rookie, the pull up for three. Oh my goodness! Are you kidding me? And when the lights are brightest, Cam Thomas is at his best. everybody who's feeling risky who is ready to roll the dice gambler or breaking even or are you going to take some flyers on sleepers prospects dudes in the dollar box dudes in the dollar box we're talking about players that from every nba team there's someone that you could say hey man if he gets an opportunity or hey man i i know what i know what that guy's capable of i want to give you risky picks some of these are low budget guys in fact most of them are depending on what card you buy right depending on uh, if you're going to buy their autographed contenders optic for like, you know, number to 99, you might be able to get a good deal on it, but you might want to find their base rookies for 50 cents in the 50 cent box and grade them because that's what I'm doing sometimes with each team in the NBA. I've got a player, I've got a dude that I think is worth watching. And if if the, the, the seasons uh, are right, if the stars align, if the lineup has an opening if the injuries are fully healed like each one of these guys has something that it's going to it's going to take something something it's going to take something to make this guy uh shine as brightly as he could to make these cards go up right if you're going to buy a prospect you're going to buy cheap rookies your hope is that the dollar box card could be $10 to somebody else in a month or two and so i've got players from each nba team as we start the season now i know things could change Right, the NBA preseason. There are no givens. There's no free lunch here. I'm not. I'm not saying I'll buy buy your dollar card for fifty bucks tomorrow. What I'm saying is, let me just start through my list. I've got thirty NBA teams, so I'm going to go through for you fans that you ask me about one team, your specific team. I'll make sure to hit your team, even if it's the Miami Heat, even if it's the Orlando Magic. I'm going to talk about some names that. Some of you know, and some of y'all don't know. Some of y'all just skip past them when you're pricing your autograph cards as you're getting ready to sell them at a show or you list them at an auction and you don't realize who that guy is or that it's his rookie. I mean, just because it doesn't say RC or have a little logo doesn't mean that it's not Fred Van Vliet's rookie. Spoiler alert, Fred Van Vliet is a guy to watch on the non-rookie rookie cards, if you know what I'm saying. So, so let me get to it. Risky Picks. Living on the edge, as Steven Tyler once said. I'm talking about the Atlanta Hawks first, because we're going to go in alphabetical order, okay? Alphabetical order makes me say DeJounte Murray. I, I thought about saying, you know, Onyeka Okongwu. I thought about DeAndre Hunter. But, you know, DeAndre, or DeJounte Murray is already a well-known player. He's an all-star. But here he is. Put him next to Trey Young, and Trey Young is going to be the clutch, big-time scorer. I, I find the risk in DeJounte Murray like this. Uh, lots of collectors and investors are already focused on Trey Young. Very few of them are going to carry their DeJounte love from San Antonio to Atlanta. But here's the thing. If DeJounte gets some opportunities and lots of chances to run the offense without Trey Young on the floor... Guess who's going to be taking them shots? Guess who's going to be shooting and putting up triple-double potential like he did in San Antonio? But here it is. This is a backcourt-driven team. 
So Atlanta Hawks, your risky pick is DeJounte Murray. And yeah, I, I said these are a bunch of lesser known guys, but you're going to have to go way back to 2016 Prism and Optic to find your DeJounte's. And uh, one of the things I like about the risk, you're paying a little bit more for DeJounte Murray than most of the guys on my list today. But if the Hawks make a deep playoff run, I guarantee you a healthy DeJounte Murray is going to have some big moments and pay some big dividends. All right, Atlanta, that's you. Boston Celtics, you're up next. Boston, <clears throat> uh, G. Willie, Grant Williams, small forward, came off the bench, uh, scored a ton of threes in a playoff series, and people bought his cards like right away. And then about a week later, everybody forgot about him. I thought for sure he was going to have some sort of a another pop, another big moment in the finals, and he, he was very helpful. But let me just say this. Grant Williams is a couple years younger than Jason Tatum, a couple years younger than Jalen Brown, and he's going to be with this core group of players for quite a while. So there are going to be some big moments for Grant Williams in the course of this season, and I would call him one of the NBA's rising young stars. I think he fits the mold of young 3 and D, aggressive, tenacious. Uh, you know, I like Grant Williams. I, I didn't say Peyton Pritchard because, you know, the Celtics added Malcolm Brogdon to their already Marcus Smarted backcourt. So I don't, I don't see Peyton Pritchard putting up big numbers very often. And not that he can't. I'm just saying I like Grant Williams as a key rotation player in Boston next season. Number three, Brooklyn Nets. I almost skipped Brooklyn because, dude, I, I, can only, I can only take so much, like Nick Claxton. But no, I, I, I want to make no secret that Cameron Thomas can score. Cameron Thomas, LSU grad, rookie in that same class there as you're finding rookie cards of Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes and LaMelo. Wait, not LaMelo. What's the guy's name? Cade Cunningham. Yeah, sorry, Detroit. Cade Cunningham. Cameron Thomas, uh, when given big moments and opportunities to shoot as a rookie, he was nails. He was so good. So if he gets his chance, in fact, <laughs> boy, when there was that possibility, and I think it's still possible that the, the Brooklyn Nets blow stuff up and trade Kyrie and KD, and uh, they go with the youth movement and TJ Warren, you know, I, and a bunch of picks. Like, if that happens, Cameron Thomas could be thrust into a starting role. You should also recognize that Kyrie ain't going to play all 82. You know, Kyrie's average, like, is five games a season. So No, I'm just kidding. His average like 62 games a season. But that just means Cameron Thomas is going to be terrific scoring off the bench until he gets starting opportunities, and he's affordable right now. Number four, let's move to the Charlotte Hornets. Not Bobcats. Stop calling them Bobcats. You weren't. I know. I'm over it. So Charlotte, let's say Miles Bridges. I don't like what Miles Bridges did. I don't like the possibility that he could be out the whole season. But I said this is the risky pick se section. What, what do you want me to do? Get on here and say James Booknight, who I think is just, uh, I'm not interested in James Booknight. I'm not interested in P.J. Washington. Uh, I think LaMelo Ball is going to be the guy to step up, but that's not what this podcast is about. This is about risks. And if you want to buy low, sell high opportunity, Miles Bridges is still young, entering his prime all-star talent that maybe this whole season is your buying opportunity. Even if you, like, look, if you're doing this for investment, sometimes you want, might wind up buying players you don't love. And if you, I, I would be right there with you if you don't love uh, Miles Bridges' behavior off the court, right? 
But uh, Miles Bridges as a card investment, I'd say it's risky, but the upside could be big. Let's go to Chicago. Let's go to Chicago and a guy that I did not think I was going to say. In fact, I had penciled in Patrick Williams' name here. I had penciled in DeMar DeRozan. Not that their games are a risk, but that just their card values, you're, you're taking some risks. Well, the guy for Chicago in the risk category that I like, I'm just not sure how it's going to actually happen, is Kobe White. Whenever given the chance last season, Kobe White had some terrific numbers, percentages, shooting, uh, clutch three-point shooting. He, he, for a third-year guard, wasn't terrible. And that's not saying, you know, this list isn't me picking who the future All-Stars are. This is me saying, hey, if Kobe White winds up as a starter at some point this season, and by the way, when is Lonzo Ball coming back? It sounds like we don't really know that they, they, I mean, they hope that he'll be able to play this, you know, before December, but we don't know. That means you're going to be talking about Ayo DeSumo. You might want to talk about um, Alex Caruso, but the Bulls like to play with two or three guards on the court. Like, they're not afraid to throw a bunch of guards out there that are draining threes. Kobe White is one of them, and he has been buried in your commons boxes. They actually made a Donruss Netmarvels insert of him, so I'm, I might have to pick that up. You know, a Donruss Netmarvels. So Kobe White... Number six, these aren't ranked. This is just in the order of the alphabetical teams for the most part. The Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, um, I mean, I, I kind of debated on this one for some of these teams. Do I even pick somebody? But for the Cavaliers, it's got to be Isaac Okoro. Isaac Okoro, is, it, he's risky. He's a cheap flyer. Rookies are still cheap. You might want to find a prism silver or a numbered auto of Isaac Okoro just in case they wind up going with him as the starting small forward with this amazing unit that includes Garland and Mitchell and Allen and Mobley. Ah, the, the words just roll off my tongue like words off my tongue. But <laughs> Isaac Okoro, if, he, if he's that guy, now they're saying it could be Karis LeVert. Hey, it could be Jay Crowder in a trade. Hey, it could be that they, they shuffle guys in and out based on the matchups. And I'm a Cavaliers guy. I understand who, who Dean Wade is and Lamar Stevens and, and what Chetty Osmond can do. Like, they have, they have a good number of guys. Kevin Love is one of them that can stretch the floor because Isaac Okoro is not a shooter. He's not. Now, can he make the occasional three? Yeah. But is he a guy you want to give starters minutes to right away? No. I think the Cavs want him to earn it and prove that they don't need to trade for A.J. Crowder or somebody else. Isaac Okoro, number seven, Dallas. This is one I like, and this is the reason I make lists like these. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm not going to do all the homework for you. I'm just giving you names, but I'm going to say go back and look at what Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't know how you how you abbreviate his name. S. Din, Spency Dinny, like what? The Witty, <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, go back and look what he did in April and May, and uh, you know I know Dallas wasn't excited to let Jalen Brunson go. But Spencer Dinwiddie was always meant to be the number two option in that offense, and he played fantastic ball as a shooter scorer. So he could inherit, you know, a lot of that run the team role when Luca is out. And just like Brunson, like if there's any if there's any stretch when Luca Doncic is hurt, and it's Spencer Dinwiddie's team to run, expect a lot of thirty point games from my man Spencer. So the 2014 rookies are still very affordable. They're lower print. They're lower pop count than a lot of the cards and guys I'm mentioning. Spencer, Dinwiddie, Dallas, go. Number eight, Michael Porter Jr., MPJ. 
risky because he's been injured a lot of the last three seasons. But the dude is a walking bucket, and he will walk right back into Denver's starting lineup alongside the Joker, who can find him for open threes, and Jamal Murray, who is driving dish man. Michael Porter Jr., and please don't be... Guys, do not do not sell his 2019 cards as if that's the rookie. Do not sell his 2019 Prism or Don Russ. Like, the 2018 are the Michael Porter Jr. rookies. I know it's the same picture. I know it's like a tease. I know he missed his whole 2018 year. Got it. Like, got it. But you've got to, as a buyer, be smart. If you're looking at Michael Porter Jr., and if you believe in him and Denver for a, lo a long playoff run, I mean, I, I like it. I just wish I could believe. I don't, I don't usually like to buy injured players not named Kawhi. So there's that Michael Porter Jr. Number nine, Detroit. I'm looking at you. I thought about Killian Hayes, but I want guys who are actually going to be in the rotation this year. I thought about Isaiah Stewart, but I want guys that actually score baskets and instead of picking fights. So I'm going with Sadiq Bey. Sadiq Bey. Now, a lot of the buzz is going to be around Cade and Jaden Ivey and what kind of backcourt do they have in the future. Meanwhile, this guy is going to make, <laughs> this guy's going to put up a lot of points, especially the first few months of the season. Um, I could have put Marvin Bagley, the third here, but maybe I'm just a little Marvin shy because I've had him on this list before and dude has not been worth the risk, but Detroit took him off Sacramento's hands and Marvin Bagley, the third, could be uh, a worthy pick if you're willing to take some risks. Number 10, Golden State. I'm going to take a break here in a minute, but let me get through a few more teams. Moses Moody. That's my risky pick because he looks like in the mold of the next Jordan Poole. And they just keep drafting young guys that can handle the ball and shoot the lights out from beyond three-point range. That's what Moses Moody is and can do. He's a bigger guard, not really a point guard, but uh, just reminds me of Jordan Poole. That's, that's all I got to say. Like, why... What, what else do you want from me? You want me to say, Kuminga, Wiseman. Yeah, that's the thing. Golden State could have made, like, uh, Wiseman could have been the answer for, like, half of these teams. James Wiseman coming back from injury, number two pick overall. You know, somebody saw something in him to say, I'd rather have James Wiseman than LaMelo Ball. So a lot of people already know Wiseman, and his cards were priced higher at one point. But he may be worth the risk coming back. I just don't know where he's going to get his minutes from. I don't know that he's going to come in and steal everything from Kevon, Looney, and, you know. So I would watch both those guys, Moody, Wiseman, and Kuminga. I mean, I, that almost doesn't feel risky to me. So let me move on to number 11, Alperin Shengun. Alperin Shengun is the big man who's going to start probably in Houston alongside Kevin Porter Jr., Jabari Smith. Is that the guy's name, the rookie they got? Yeah, Jabari Smith. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, my main man, Jalen Green. A lot of people see Alperin Shengun as a double-double machine, a center that can score a bunch for Houston. Uh, one of the reasons I, I almost didn't put him on here is because, well, I know they're going to give a lot of time to Jabari. And I also know they've got other players that can do a, a variety of things, Kenyon Martin Jr. And uh, you know, it's not like they're going to run plays for Shengun early on in the season, so... At the same time, he's solid. He was on a lot of people's all-rookie teams and worth a risk. Just saying, number 12, Indiana Pacers. Oh, I keep getting emails and I forgot to shut that thing off. I'm sorry, you guys. I will have to fix that for future episodes. We're all a work in progress, and, and you could say the same for Isaiah Jackson. Isaiah Jackson for the Pacers. 
they have some young prospects that could be intriguing, like Jalen Smith and Isaiah Jackson. It's just a matter of watching that battle in the preseason. Who gets the start? Who's going to get the most minutes? Both of those guys could score and rebound a lot. But when they were all healthy last year, Isaiah Jackson was starting to steal the show. So I like him as a risky play for the Pacers. And how about those Clippers? How about those Clippers? Some of you in L.A. are like, this is where he says Brandon Boston Jr. I thought about it, man. It's hard to turn down Kentucky lineage, but I'm going with uh, I'm going with my man Amir Coffey. Amir Coffey, who uh, got a lot of playing time last year and got a lot of high-scoring games. So uh, it seems like Terrence Mann, that, that ship is starting to sail, and he's a wing when they've got Paul George and... Uh, what's his cheese? Kawhi Leonard. So they, they may not need as much from Terrence Mann or Nick Batum. Batum. And let's go with number 14 for the Lakers. Risky pick. You ready for this one? This guy's a Hall of Famer, Russell Westbrook. I know everybody's down on him. I know. Right? I know they're saying he should be willing to be a sixth man. He should be willing to, you know, play whatever role they need. He shouldn't have to handle the ball. Like, all right, people, it's still Russell Westbrook. So there's a risk. This is a risk that uh, he could fit in this season instead of fitting out. That there could be something that they said or do behind the scenes or a way that the coach is going to use him this year. I'm not saying I'm risking this. I'm saying if you're feeling risky, Russell Westbrook, dudes, and number 15, and we're going to take a break with this one, Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr., not sure when he'll be back. Brandon Clark might benefit. Desmond Bain will definitely benefit from that absence. But Jaron Jackson Jr., I say he's a risk because he is frequently injured. And big men who get frequently injured, their careers tend to get shortened. At the same time, it's not like he's re-injuring the same thing. And Jaron Jackson Jr. is an incredible defensive player, a great shooter when he's in rhythm. And he's still relatively young. I think he's still 23. So not a lot of risk and a very high reward when it comes to Jaron Jackson. In fact, a lot of these cards, I would say, because the market's down on them, or the league is down on them, or some, like somebody else has taken their spot for now, uh, I would say a lot of these are low risk with the potential for high rewards. Were there any, any high risk guys? I mean, I mean, as far as card values go, DeJounte Murray rookies graded might be the highest thing <laughs> of the things I listed. But I'm giving you low-risk, high-rewards. So I went Atlanta through Memphis, DeJounte, Grant Williams, Cam Thomas, Miles Bridges, Kobe White, Isaac Okoro, Isaac Okoro Spencer Dinwiddie, Michael Porter Jr., Sadiq Bey, Moses Moody. Are you writing these down? Alperin Shangoon, spell it later, Isaiah Jackson, Amir Coffey, Russell Westbrook, Jaron Jackson Jr., and we'll be back in a moment with Miami Heat. I mean, there's so many guys to choose from Miami, and it, one of them was not Caleb Martin. Going right at Conley. Jaron, a three for the lead. It's in with 5.7. Jaron Jackson Jr. triples the Grizzlies into the lead. Sexton drives it toward Paul. Sexton puts it up, puts it in. All right, now let's get to the rest of the league. I've been going alphabetically, NBA teams by team, Atlanta, Boston, Brooklyn, Charlotte. You know the deal. I am giving you picks. For risks, like guys that I think you could find for cheap online, you know, Starstock, Com C, eBay, 
whatnot, Facebook groups. Um, in fact, yeah, we're going to get to a couple of my very favorite guys in this category that we call guesses, right? Nobody knows what this season will be like for these players. Nobody knows what they're bringing to the table. I think some of them are established, but the role that they're going to have on their teams, their rebuilt or remade teams, this could be interesting. So I'm just giving you suggestions, and in each case, I'm also saying, hey, I did think about, you know, this other guy. So let me get, in fact, Miami is a great example of that. Let's go Miami Heat. I you know, thought about Tyler Hero, risky because most people know him and have overpaid for him. I'm not really sure what Miami is going to do with him long term. Fantastic scorer, obviously. But I went with Max Struess. Max Struess, I mean, kind of just like the Heat did during the playoffs. Max Struess, uh, just energy, clutch, uh, maturity. His cards are a little bit harder to find. And... Uh, there are dealers, sports car dealers out there that don't even know who Max Struess is. So that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you can, just the more you know, right? You can dig through a guy's uh, box at a card show, a box of patch cards, numbered cards, laser hollows, silvers. You know, they're, they're often sorted and the, the RPAs are set aside. And uh, you start to see names that, you know, maybe there's guys that, all right, uh, you know, there's there's guys that are 15th man on their NBA team. They may never, you know, get a chance to, and, and, and there wouldn't be a great investment. But you have guys like Max Struess and guys like Amir Coffey and guys like oh, Grant Williams for sure. So let's get on with the list. Max Struess, number 17. And I'm not going to say very much about Chris Middleton, but Milwaukee doesn't have that uh, young up-and-comer guy that I would say, hmm, yeah, you might like this prospect. Jordan Nawara, you know, had some good good moments a couple years ago, and I think in the preseason. But but really, I'm saying Middleton is risky because he's been out a while and because he's known, and some people might have written him off, but the risk is this. If I believe he's going to be a key sidekick or play a key role, even another all-star type of role next to Giannis, then the time to buy him is now. And the risk, I guess, would be that he is he is one of the more expensive, being a 2012 rookie. But uh, again, the prices on him are as low as I think they've been in two and a half years. But let's get to Minnesota. Minnesota, you, if you're a fan in Minnesota, you have got to love all of the talent, uh, the youth, the energy that these guys have. Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Rudy Gobert. I mean, they are going to be an absolute force. And they were they were just starting to put stuff together at the end of last season. But the guy that I like here is Jalen Noel. J-A-Y-L-E-N-N-O-W-E-L-L. Combo guard. Minnesota fans absolutely love his energy, his shooting, uh, his attitude. And he is he's just fun to watch. And he's going to have an increased role this season now that they don't have uh, guys like Malik Beasley taking minutes away. Um, there's another guy they got rid of. Oh, yeah, Patrick Beverly. Like, there will be moments where Jalen Noel can run the offense and has done a great job in the last couple seasons. He's one of those very similar to Bones Highland who hasn't played a, a ton of minutes in the last two years. Like, we're not talking about a guy that's played 82 games, 30 minutes a game. We're talking about a guy who's played you know, 
30 or 40 games, 20 minutes on a good night. Sometimes he gets a start, you know. Jalen Noel is a guy from the 2019 rookie class that I have my eye on, that I have been personally buying just with full disclosure. I'm not, I'm not going out looking for his cards, but when I'm going through somebody's box at a card show, uh, Jalen Noel is a part of my prospecting uh, Jones. I just, I, I think he's great. So I like Jaden McDaniels too, and so does Minnesota. Super young. Don't really know what his upside is, but I know the, the rumors every time Minnesota's involved in a trade deal was like, oh, they didn't have to give up Jaden McDaniels to get Rudy Gobert. Oh, they didn't have to trade Jaden McDaniels in that deal where they got D'Angelo Russell. Like, somebody likes him, and uh, he, had some, he had some big threes in the playoffs. So Jaden McDaniels there as a, as a runner-up. But let's go to New Orleans. All of you Herb Jones fans, you... Kira Lewis Jr. fans and you Jackson Hayes fans, I got to go with Zion. Zion Williamson is the biggest risk pick, I think, in the league because his prices still have that big name. I'm Zion Williamson. Like he, he's on the cover of every hobby and blaster box from 2019 and 20, and a lot of them in 21, but he hasn't played basketball in a long time and he's got a very big body. And uh, his prices are still up there. And they, they should be, because if he comes back at full Zion capacity like he was playing before he got hurt, then, um, yeah, I, I get it. It's, it's a risk worth taking for short-term gains and maybe for long-term, especially if the Pelicans make a playoff run, which they have with C.J. McCollum now and Brandon Ingram coming into his own. Uh, young, improving players like Herb Jones. I think, I think Zion could lead him to the playoffs this season. So, but there's some risk there because injury munch, right? Uh, let's go to the Knicks. I don't know why I put Obi Toppin's name down here. I guess it's because I think he's going to get more playing time. I've been far more impressed with Emmanuel quickly. Uh, far more, uh, not far more, but equally impressed with Quentin Grimes. I think Obi Toppin, it's sort of like a now or never, and he feels more risky than the two guys I mentioned. Uh, We'll see what New York wants to do with him, right? I mean, he was drafted in the top 10 for a reason, and yet here he is in year, what, year three? And going to sit behind Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett again and Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein. Like, what do you, what are you guys doing with Obi Toppin? Uh, there's a reason, too, why his name was rumored in, in the, the Utah trades with Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks, those possibilities, because Obi Toppin is a good player. The risk here is that he won't get to, to play much this year. Or he won't get a starter's role. When he did have starter's minutes in the last month of the season, uh, the guy showed us his potential. But we're not talking about a 20-year-old NBA sophomore. I think he's 25. So I like quickly better, but I put Obi Toppin down officially. Trey Mann from Oklahoma City, dude. I just, just go on YouTube and say Trey Mann highlights and see what you come up with. And tell me that guy is not going to be awesome someday soon. They just have, Oklahoma City has been stockpiling awesome guards and I can't say I blame him. Like Shea Gilders Alexander, Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, plus other dudes. There's other people that'll come to mind right now. I'm just like uh, Oklahoma City's roster. Um, they have that Jose Alvarado guy. No, that's that's the Pelicans, right? I don't know. It's getting late here in Ohio, but I like Trey Mann because he's a three-level scorer and because he can shoot and he's fun to watch. Number 22, one of the most risky plays in basketball cards right now, but it's not its not a high cost, is Jonathan Isaac 
Orlando Magic, Jonathan Isaac, uh, still considered a terrific big man prospect who can shoot threes, play great defense. It's just the same deal. Stay healthy. Like, it's not rocket science. Don't get hurt, Jonathan. Don't get hurt. He's got some awesome numbers ahead of him if he can stay healthy. Number 23, Risky Man. Uh, I don't like, it's, it's very similar to when I went into the Lakers and I said Russell Westbrook with Philadelphia, I'm going to go, I'm not saying Isaiah Joe or Paul Reed. Don't you dare make me say Paul Reed. I'm saying James Harden. I mean, do we really think after, <laughs> I mean, dude, dude was not himself last year and you can blame Kyrie and the Nets and you can blame new teams all you want. James Harden was not himself. We're talking about a guy who has initiated his offense, broke, broke down defenders, you know, got an open three or got to the line. It is so offensive, how literally offensive, how many calls he gets. But uh, he, he lost, you, know, you sometimes say a guy lost a step. He lost like four steps, man. And I don't know that he's gotten it back. I, I certainly see the, the difference in age when he's next to Tyrese Maxey, who is just like a lightning bolt out of there on the court. But James Harden, still possible Hall of Famer right? Still a worthy long-term investment. And, you know, you might hear me talk about Philadelphia and their playoff chances at some point. So I, I, I think James Harden play a key role in that if that happens. Um, so I do like him as a risk. Number 24, Chris Paul. Nothing risky about Chris Paul's game or his reputation, or if you want to buy him and hold him long-term, fine. Like his rookies are a good bargain right now. I think it's 2005. Yeah, 2005 tops or tops chrome. Great. What I find risky is this idea that I could make any money off of Chris Paul cards in the next five years. I don't see it. Unless the whole card market goes up and Chris Paul just happens to be one of them. You know, the rising tide raises all boats. Well, he's going to be like one of the last boats because he's had his ups and downs in the card mar market over and over again. And I guess he suffers not the right word, but like he's from that same generation of early 2000s with LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and a bunch of other guys like you know, that, that steal his, I didn't mean to go Oklahoma City, steal his thunder, Westbrook, Harden, Curry, Durant. There's a lot of dudes in the same age range, and, and they'll be retiring around the same time, not keeping him out of the Hall of Fame at all. He's a great, you know, point god is what he's called, but I, I just think it's a risk to think I'm going to make money off of him. Number 25, Josh Hart, Portland, the Trailblazers. Uh, risky, because last season when he got, 40 minutes a night, he was incredible, incredible in games that didn't matter. Now will he, number one, start and get quality minutes? And number two, will the Blazers have games that matter? The risk, I don't, I don't really see the risk being Josh Hart's talent or ability. I see the risk being, do you believe in Portland? Portland fans, if you believe in the Trailblazers as a playoff contender, and, and friends, if you haven't paid attention, they've had a major overhaul, okay? They've made some deals to get picked. They got rid of C, not just C.J. McCollum. They've, they've been unloading good players, Norman Powell and, and so forth. <laughs> I just don't want to name them all right now. I'm just, I'm just saying get to the point, Gary. Like adding Jeremy Grant, moving Simons, Anthony Simons to the starting lineup, those things will help. Adding Josh Hart in the McCollum trade, trade could be a huge help. They've gotten younger, faster, better on the wings, I think. But Josh Hart could be a risk that could pay off really well for you. Number 26, Sacramento Kings. This is one of those where I'm like, do I have to pick a king? And if I do, what's the risk? 
here's the risk with my guy, Davion Mitchell. Uh, I don't see him as the leader of the Kings anytime soon. That's De'Aaron Fox. I don't see him as a guaranteed starter for a lot of this year. Maybe he will, right? Maybe maybe they'll break camp and go into the, the regular season and he's the starter at the two. Um, great, but he's a Sacramento King. So I get, maybe that's the risk. I could have put any Sacramento King and said, good luck with that. Like, it's not my 50 cents. Um, number 27, San Antonio Spurs. Gosh, we're almost done. I just have San Antonio, Toronto, Utah, and Washington. Why don't I just go through that group real quick? From the Spurs, it's Trey Jones. From Toronto, it's Malachi Flynn. From Utah, it's Colin Sexton. And from Washington, it's Denny Avdija. What do these four have in common? Absolutely nothing, right? But Trey Jones ran the point a bunch in March and April and put up really solid numbers. I think of something like 13 points and seven assists a game with solid percentages. So I don't, I'm, I'm talking about for this year, there's some good value to be had in Trey Jones cards and there's some upside there long-term with him. Some people like Josh Primo, Devin Vassell. Um, I'm just sort of blah on a lot of these Spurs. Uh, I, I tend to go with guys that have already uh, shown us what, what we call a pre-pop. Like, before they break out, they, they show signs that they could one day, and they have great stretches of of just performing on the court. And their cards are valuable. Like, you can still get an autograph rookie of Trey Jones for less than $5 if you're patient. Autograph rookie cards are cool. I mean, that's just cool to have. And it's the kind of card that you might be able to buy, like I did with Amir Coffee last season. I bought an Amir Coffee autograph silver prism rookie card for like five dollars and a month later i sold it for 25 no joke trey jones has that same kind of potential so that's why i have him there malachi flynn same deal but dude you're not going to get a lot of uh serious playing time with fred van vliet in the house and with the offense that runs through pascal siakam right but he's still shown malachi flynn that he can score and this might be if the if the uh, blazers why, why do I keep bringing the Blazers into this? Because they, they gave him Gary Trent. I don't know. Gosh, they let, they let some good players go. Anywho, as I catch my breath, Malachi Flynn, you may have to say give it a year or two. Like buy a bunch of Malachi Flynn silvers, put them in a box, and write like, do not open until 2026, right? Do not open until the Cavaliers win the championship. Maybe, maybe you never open that thing. I've done that with prospects. I've got like a time capsule and I'll, I've bought a, got a bunch of these cards. Some of them I bought from dollar boxes. Others, you know, I thought that guy's, that guy's got potential, but I'm not really going to spend much energy. I'm just going to throw a few of his cards in this box and say, do not open until you can pick your timeline. Colin Sexton, I like from Utah. Yes, I do. You know it. Um, I think he is going to be the offense. And the heart and soul of the Jazz, excuse me, the heart and soul of the Jazz, and I think that's where he functions best. So he's going to bring some excitement to Salt Lake City. Um, he won't make anybody forget Donovan Mitchell, at least not this season, uh, but he will be a lot of fun to watch. And I think with him and Jordan Clarkson on the court at the same time, I think that the whole state of Utah could explode. That would be that would just be crazy. Uh, the Wizards, another team where I'm like, yeah, They've had big-name rookies the last few years. Corey Kispert, Rui Hachimura. They've got Kyle Kuzma, who's putting up massive numbers last season, but um, the card hobby didn't seem to care because he's on the Wizards. The Wizards. And I, I feel that same way. Like, 
Guys, don't hear me recommending all 30 of these risks. In fact, as I scroll back on the list, I like Abdesia because they drafted him early. They're committed to his development as much or more than any other player on that roster. So I think he has a buy low opportunity. Probably could have said the same about Alexei Pokazhevsky in Oklahoma City, but but I didn't. I totally left him out. I wanted it to be a mystery. The guys I listed, I listed 30 players, so my word. But the guys that I have bought in cheap boxes, I'll say, yeah, Grant Williams, Cam Thomas, Miles Bridges, uh, Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Jackson, Amir Coffey, Jaron Jackson Jr. I've got a stash of JJJs and Jalen Noel. Jalen Noel, man. Uh, Trey Mann, um, Trey Jones. I like guys named Trey. Is that is that bad? I, I like guys named Trey. Trey Jones, Trey Mann, and uh, let's just say I'm looking at the Colin Sexton market. I haven't jumped in yet. I'm looking at the Zion Williamson market. I haven't jumped in yet. But, friends, there's some opportunities if you're a risk taker. If you are, like, Vegas-minded, and maybe it's just your budget. You, you know, like, dude, I, I got to take some flyers. The way for me to level up is to buy five of these names for five bucks each. We could do the uh, the $5 challenge. Pick five names, invest five bucks in each guy, and let's see by the by the end of February what sort of value you have. I don't be crazy about it because some of those are like, man, I'm betting on the, the player. You know, I don't really know what, what Michael Porter Jr. is going to do this year. Other times you're betting on the situation. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, DeJounte Murray alongside... Uh, a volume shooter like Trey, like, all right, that's life, man. This is fun. We'll just love to take some risks. Guys, I'd love to hear what, what risks you are taking. What players did I forget? What lesser knowns? What, what guy you're like, dude, you didn't even mention, you know, maybe I didn't mention Isaiah Joe. No, I actually did, but you know, maybe I didn't mention your guy and uh, I'd love to hear who your guys are and how you're investing in them because I don't, I don't advise putting a lot of your money or your cards budget into any of these players, but I think it is fun and worthwhile, especially when a guy pops and does great. Like uh, if you put a few dollars, like some of you Memphis fans, you bought a lot of Desmond Baines a year ago. Now you are laughing at the rest of us, right? Desmond Bain mm -mm -mm, had an awesome, awesome year. So there, there is a payoff here. And there's a lot of fun. Who are you buying? Who are you risk-taking, prospecting? Let me know. Gary at hoopsandcards.com is my email. Gary at hoopsandcards.com. That's the email. Or you can hit me up on Instagram, at hoopsandcards, at hoopsandcards, all the words. See you at hoopsandcards.com as well. Uh, guys, good luck with your prospecting. In fact, the next episode on uh, preseason player picks, maybe I should use the three Ps, PPP. Preseason player prospect picks. Uh, I don't. I don't have any more peas. But I think that would be great. A couple more episodes. I'm going to talk about the best overall investment on each team, and then the high upside picks on each team. And yes, some names you will see more than once. Some names are on more than one list. In fact, spoiler alert, Zion Williamson is on more than one list. That's all I'm going to say. Have a great week. Catch you on the flip side. Utica. LeBron James. LeBron James.
Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later.